Welcome back to just another fantasy football podcast in your queue this week. And today we are going to talk about the trends that we're seeing in second round rookie mock drafts. We're going to focus on that. We're going to do our trade of the week at the end. But to get into the news first, Aaron, which is going to transition us perfectly into the second round of the rookie drafts, tell us what's happened in the last week. Yeah, so earlier this week, it turns out Jeff Wilson, uh, I think he tore his MCL in training camp. Um, he had It said he had a procedure, then he'll be out four to six months. So um, for what that's worth, that puts him out through half the season, if not the whole season, and, and coming back later on, on the end of that six months. So I guess that's great for Moster, and I guess that's great for a guy we're about to talk about here, Trey Sermon. Yeah, I mean, and by that time, Moster will be hurt, so... Yeah, it should be perfect for Trace, or even Trace Sermon could be hurt. All these guys in this entire backfield have uh, injury concerns. Um, all three of them seem to be injured a lot throughout their career, including Trace Sermon throughout his college career. Yeah. So that's just going to be an injured backfield, but everybody's going to want a piece of it because it's a, it's a backfield everybody wants a part of. Um, Trace Sermon, Mostert, um, and Jeff Wilson all have you know shown decent spark throughout their you know time Trey Sermon in college obviously and Moser and Jeff Wilson both have succeeded in a Kyle Shanahan offense so we know they can do it that's why everybody liked Sermon even with all the competition there now you eliminate the first piece of competition it's starting to feel a little bit like Jonathan Taylor last year where uh, Marlon Mack was eliminated right in the beginning we knew we were going to have some Hines mixed in there but if it's just a two-horse backfield in a Kyle Shanahan offense I think we really want a piece of that so how how high does that move Trey Sermon up on your board? I mean, now we ended the episode last week with the first round talking about you've seen Trey Sermon, and if you're running back needy, he can get in there. And I, I kind of shot that down. But so now, now with this information, um, I could see that, and I would, I would, um, I'll allow for that to happen. So I kind of have the first tier of guys I want to talk about jumping into our second round analysis as Trey Sermon and Rashad Bateman. Who would you pick out of those two? Let's say if you needed a running back on your team and you had 2.113 overall, who are you going with? Now I would take Sermon. Last week okay, I would take I know you like Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, I like Bateman too. I think if I needed a running back, I would take Sermon too. If it was, you know, need neutral, I would still take Bateman over Sermon. What about you? Yeah. I would, I, would still I like take I like Bateman a lot. Wide receivers have longer shelf lives in Dynasty. We're talking Dynasty. I like Bateman, but a lot of teams need running backs. I think Sermon's going to end up being a first round pick. I think he could bump ahead of Mac Jones. I think he could bump ahead of even Smith and Waddle. I think he can go high. So that's kind of the first guy off the board here as we're talking two point one. We've already talked about Rashad Bateman a lot, 2.2. These guys have been gone first half of the second round in every draft we've done. The third guy I want to talk about, you hate, I like. Um, he's definitely, you know, not in the same league as Trey Sermon now as far as the upside goes, but Michael Carter, the the last running back. That's why I want to talk about him now. He is literally to me the last running back with upside that you could actually end up playing this year. That's in a backfield where he looks like he could be the projected starter or at least the number two guy who's going to get 15 touches a game. In an offense that, you know, if you squint, like we like to say, it could look much better this year. It's going to be young, a new coaching staff, no Adam Gase here in, in New York. What do you think about Michael Carter? Do you think he belongs in this 2.3 range, or do you think he should go end of the second round? I do think he's the next running back to come off the board after Sermon, obviously. Um, do you agree he's the last running back that you want? Yes. 
outside of taking shots in the fourth round, fifth round sure. on, on some of these other guys, he's the last one that like has the upside to start this season, give you reasonable uh, snaps. He's the this last season. guy. He's the last yeah. guy you'd consider in the second round. Right, he's the only Correct. other running back you'd consider in the second round. I think he's going to be the only running back in the second round. So I think this Jeff Wilson news, which dominoes into Trey Sermon news, is going to domino into Michael Carter also getting bumped up. And I think he's going to go in the first half, even the first three picks of the second round of rookie draft. So anybody listening that has a rookie draft coming up, if you want Michael Carter, if you need a running back, be prepared to trade up into these top three picks. And listen, worst case scenario, if you get 2.3, you end up with Bateman. That's still a good consolation prize. But I think this is a tier break, in my opinion. I would have him above the next, I mean, you could say five to 10 wide receivers really are in a similar group. So I think he's bumped up kind of into a, a tier to his own here to be that 2.3 pick or slotted right in that area. What do you think about that? Because I know you don't really like Michael Carter. Oh, yeah. But the, aside from my personal feelings of Michael Carter, um, he has gone 2-1, 2-2, or 2-3 in all four of the drafts that I've got, I've done. And this is pre-Sermon um, injury. So w- with Sermon getting that bump and likely going into the first round, um, and then Carter being the only running back after Sermon, um, they're usually taken back-to-back. Um Usually the team that's taking Carter is hoping Sermon falls them, and when Sermon goes, he just takes Carter. Um, so I mean that's what I've seen. He hasn't lasted past two point three, and this was um, we finished up. I finished up all my drafts a week or two ago. So do with that as you wish. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing is we're going to talk about this stuff, but we'll talk about what changes. Like Sermon is obviously going to change. He was still going. You know, like I said, two one two two in all of our drafts, but definitely prepare for him to go to the one nine one ten range right after Javante Williams. Even some people might take him over Javante Williams. I wouldn't be surprised. So he's going to be in that Etienne Javante Williams tier now. I don't have him there still. What about you? Do you have him clearly behind Etienne and Williams? No, I still have him outside of. You have our... him clearly behind them. You said yeah. no, but I think you meant yes. Sorry, yes. I, I don't yeah, have okay. him ahead of those guys. I still have him behind everyone that we talked about last week in the first round. I think he would be in contention for um, 201. Um, whoever Whoever's there le- left on the board, whether it's Bateman, um, Sermon, Elijah Moore, like those guys, I think he's he's he fits right in at 201. He could be a viable option. I think we're a little um, higher on Elijah Moore than most people were about to get to him. Um, but I think he's with Rashad Bateman in kind of a tier of their own. I really like the top 12. Even Mac Jones now has kind of solidified himself into that top 12. We belabored it last week. There's a pretty much locked top 12. Sermon is not in that top 12 to me. I think he's going to go in most leagues in the top 12. So if you want him, you've got to trade up into that 9-10 range to get him. He would be right here at 2-1-2-2 with Bateman. Carter is basically locked into that 2-3 range to me. Uh, let's talk about, I think there's a group of five wide receivers that has gone in every second round that I've done. And I think the same is going to be for you. I'm going to list them off. We can talk about them individually. We can talk about them as a group. But these five guys have gone in every second round. After that, we're talking about basically the top 20 guys because we did 12 in the first round. And now we've done these five wide receivers plus Sermon, Bateman, and Carter. So we're at about 20 guys. These have been the top 20 in every draft. So do with that as as you will, but let's talk through these next five guys. Elijah Moore, Trey Marshall, or I'm sorry, Terrace Marshall, not Trey Marshall. <laughs> Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, Rondell Moore, Amra St. Brown, and Tony. 
those five wide receivers have gone in every one of my second round rookie drafts. What about you? Um, not St. Brown. He's gone in three of them. And he's he's gone from middle to the back half. Um, I feel like you're missing a name. Did you say Rondell Moore? Yeah. I said Elijah Moore, Marshall, Rondell Moore, St. Brown, and Tony. Those are the only five that have gone in every single one of my okay. second rounds. Other people have been in and out. but So you're saying there's been a draft where St. Brown has dropped out because he's been going shockingly high. He's gone yeah. as high as 2-4 in some of my drafts because people think he's going to be the number one wide receiver in Detroit. I don't see that. No. He doesn't just he doesn't look like a number one wide receiver. He doesn't seem like a number one wide receiver. He doesn't have the pedigree of a number one wide receiver. It's Jared Goff. I think Hawkinson's going to be their number one. But even outside of Hawkinson, I don't think more uh, St. Brown is going to come in and just dominate touches from even guys that we think suck, like Perriman and Williams and whoever else they have there. Hey, Perriman don't suck. Put some respect on his name. First round pedigree. Hey. A lot more than St. Brown. But yeah, so I think the reason St. Brown is going so high is, is A, yes, you pointed out, because of the Detroit Lions and the shallow depth chart. So um, kind of like someone else we might be talking about here soon. Um, but also because this wide receiver class was so, like, hyped. Like, it, a lot of these guys didn't declare last year. I think St. Brown was one of them. I'm not – don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure he was a senior. And, and so everyone was talking about last year's class. And last year's class was awesome. Um, but then you had guys like um, St. Brown that went back. You had guys like, um, well, who's the other? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. The other Ravens guy, Tylen Wallace, went back. And so like those were two were big, two bigger names that were also thought to be in last year's class. And so when they didn't declare, they kind of got the rollover bump where it's like, okay, you know Olave is going to be the wide receiver one. Devonta Smith went back. Yeah, a lot of people thought he was going to come out. He went back too. Yeah, I get, I get where you're going with it. And... Yeah, I agree. I think he's he's got – I guess I can think he's got upside, I guess, for a fourth-round pick. It just scares me. A guy, how many fourth-round actual draft picks become studs? Not a lot. Like even – I think Antonio Brown, who was like the shock of all shock, I think he was a third-round pick. Like I don't even think he was a fourth-round pick. And there's some guys that, you know, that make it as later-round picks. I would just be surprised – if a fourth-round pick like St. Brown, who's going over, he in one in a couple drafts, he's gone over Elijah Moore, Marshall, Rondale Moore, yeah, who were all second-round picks, and that's just insane. And Tony, who was a first-round pick, I'd rather take my shot with with those other guys, especially in the second round. Give me your rankings. How would you take these guys: Elijah Moore, Marshall, Rondale Moore, St. Brown, and Tony? Now that all my drafts are over, um, <laughs> I, I feel like I would change this. But so as they stand right now, I'd probably go. Marshall, which is a shocker. Um, I'd go Elijah Moore. I'd go Rondell Moore, Tony, and then St. Brown. So we're pretty close. I would just flip Elijah Moore and Marshall. I would take Elijah Moore one, Marshall two, which is higher than I had him two. He's rising for me no, too. Yeah. Ron, Rondell Moore three, uh, Tony four, St. Brown five. That's how I would take those five. And honestly, we're about to talk about a, the next group of wide receivers, which is four guys, which you probably know most of them. I think St. Brown is more with those four than he is with these four, Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, Marshall, and Tony. These four are a tier to me. Um, Tony's at the bottom because I just don't like his situation. I don't think he projects as a wide receiver one, but first-round capital, he's electric. You know, I'd take him at the bottom of this group, but I'm not super excited to get him. Do you kind of feel the same? Yeah, he's one I had highlighted here looking at all four of my drafts. He's one that went as early as 2-6. And I've seen him fall to the third round. So a lot of people, 
um, going into the draft. You know, they they didn't really like his skill set to begin with. And then the fact that he went to the Giants even turned him off more. So a lot of people uh, may feel that way. But um, he's a first-round wide receiver. I rather I rather be taking him over St. Brown. If this is what you're, if this is what's on the board, and you're on the back of the second round, he's not a bad pick, and um, I would I'd be willing to take a flyer on him versus guys reaching for guys like uh, St. Brown and some of these other guys we're going to talk about here. Yeah, I I agree, and I kind of feel the same way um, about that with Tony. But for the listeners and for the purpose of this podcast, these five guys are going in the second round. So if you like St. Brown more than we do, or you like any of these five guys, trade up into the middle or top half of the second round to make sure you get your guy. If you don't care and you'll take any of these five guys, then just pick trade for pick two, uh, trade for pick twenty overall or pick two point eight, and yeah. you'll get the last of this group, and you can be happy about it. Um, and maybe somebody will reach for the next guy we're going to talk about. So before we get to kind of the next tier of what I have is four wide receivers I've seen going in most of the second rounds, not all of them. Um, but before we get to that one, I want to talk about this guy who I think is kind of on a tier of his own at his position, and that's Pat Fryermuth. If it's a tight end premium, he's probably going to go in this range or even higher above these five wide receivers. He's probably going to go in the top of the second round. Even if it's not a tight end premium, if you need tight end, this is kind of the range, the end of the second round. Um, so my question for you is, would you take him here, and have you seen him going here in your drafts? I have seen him going here. He's gone uh, 2 seven, uh, two ten, and two eleven in three of my drafts here. Um, one, the other one, he went into the third round. So he has been going in this back half of the second round you know when these receipt when you know sermon carter off the board those four receivers and and people are kind of looking at uh do i want you know amon ross st brown or do i want you know kenneth gainwell or do i want you know a tight end that you know went in the second round so right basically if you think the next tier of wide receivers is all the same and you need a tight end or you want a backup tight end or you want to take a shot at a different position you've got a bunch of second round picks fryermuth always goes in the second round it's usually the back half if it's not tight end premium so just plan for that if you want him Trade up into the middle of the second round. Again, 2.8, 2.9, that range if you want to get him. But somebody could pull the trigger before because you had a guy in one of your drafts, Aaron, that had like a million picks, and he was picking all sorts of positions. So that's what happens in a lot of dynasty leagues where people tank and get a bunch of picks. Yeah. It's a little bit harder right? to, to to mock that in the second round this far out before your draft. But, um, you know, if, it all depends. If, I mean, it depends on if your draft's few... next week. Yeah, if you're a few picks out and it's a slow draft and, and you can kind of look get a chance to look at everyone's team and see, okay, the next three guys in front of me, they're going to go, I feel like they're going to go this, 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 then that leaves me with, you know, these three options. Um, but everyone we've talked about so far is going in the second round pretty much in the order. It's usually the two running backs, those those four receivers, and then we're looking at um, Firemuth versus the field in the back half. All right, so the next four wide receivers um, I've seen gone a lot in the end of the second round, early third round. So we're going to hit these, and then I have two outliers. I know you want to talk about them, so don't bring them up yet. You've already Hmm. mentioned one. Um, But these four wide receivers are Amari Rogers, Nico Collins, Dwayne Eskridge, and Diami Brown. Those are the four guys that it's kind of like pick your poison at 211, 212. They're kind of in a tier for most people. For me, and I think for you, we have Rodgers and Nico Collins in a tier above Eskridge and Diami Brown, right? Yes. Okay, who do you have first, Amari Rodgers or Nico Collins right now? Nico. My boy Nico. 
I have Amari Rodgers above Nico Collins, but they're in a tier of their own to me. I would probably take both of them above Pat Fryermuth, but I would take Fryermuth above Eskridge and Diami Brown. What about you? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be even thinking about Eskridge at this point in the draft. He hasn't gone in the second round of any of my drafts. Has Diami Brown? Have you seen him go second yeah, round? Yeah, Diami Brown, he's gotten into like 211, 212. So we're talking about the last two picks. Um, that's the earliest I've seen him go in my two drafts. And then the other two, he was in the third round. So um, 50-50 shot as far as my experience goes with him sneaking in the end. But um I would say Nico and Amari are definitely over those two. And then Friar Muth is definitely going ahead of um, all four of those receivers. Okay, so we can kind of agree that's where they're going. Yeah. Who would you target end of the second round if you had one pick, just like 2.11? All these guys are on the board. Friar Muth, Rogers, Nico, Eskridge, Diami. Who are you targeting at 2.11? I'm going Nico. I got to stay, gotta stay true to my word. Didn't you pass on him and take somebody else? Or was one of these other guys, like Tony, available or something? I took Rodgers in one league because um, I didn't think I was going to get him anywhere else. So, um, But I knew I was going to get Nico in our home league. So I knew I had to have Nico somewhere. But um, I just kind of like having exposure to a lot of the guys I like. But I feel like... I have, Nico, mo- I have Nico in two leagues, and I got him in the third round in both leagues. Yeah, the more I look at... We're doing the second round recap, and I have a lot of these guys everywhere. So it just keeps making me feel like none of them are going to be good. That's just a, that's just <laughs> that's a personal. <laughs> yeah, that's how Aaron always thinks. Once he gets somebody, they're probably going to suck, which has been true for the most part. But I love Except them. for the I guys you help. trade away. I can't help. All right, so let's get to the two outliers that I wouldn't necessarily bank on going in the second round. They've only gone in the second round in one draft each, one of them being our home league, which is crazy. Um, the first one is your boy, why don't you introduce the first one that was a shocker at 2-1 in the league we co-owned together? Yeah, so this was this is a benefit of doing the draft early and, and maybe being in a league. I wouldn't say he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he seems to at least understand like what's going on. He's, it's, and I don't we think start he's, drafting the day the draft ends. Yeah. so Saturday Kenny, night, we start the draft. Kenny Gainwell went 2-1, and we were just like, what? Are you serious? Like over Carter, over Sermon, over Bateman. Over all these guys we've talked about, and even some, like, and even Bateman, we talked about last week in the first round. It's Kenny so Gainwell. fun when that happens, though. It's so fun. That's why you do your drafts early. That's our advice. Do your drafts early. We're going to do a whole podcast episode on like league settings, how we would set up a league, a dynasty league, how we would do drafts, whether we do slow, whether we do time picked, whatever. But do your rookie draft right as the NFL draft ends. That's the most fun part. Everybody's got rookie fever. Draft prices or draft pick prices go way up. You target your guy, you get your guy, you always get steals. We got Justin Herbert super late last year because of that. So much fun. Do your draft right after the NFL draft because then Kenny Gainwell goes 2.1. Now yeah. he's going like in the fourth round of some drafts. Well, I mean, I've, I'm going to correct you on that. He went in three of my sec, of of my four leagues. He went in three, three of them. He went in the second round. One was two twelve, and one was two eleven, and then one was the two one. But oh, actually, no, he went like in, he went in all four. He went two eight in the other one. I'm sorry. So he went in the second round in all. That's four pretty of my crazy. Drafts. Yeah. That honestly um, is pretty crazy. He was in our home league. He was cut because the guy had like forty something people on his team. <laughs> it's so um, weird. It's so, so he drafted weird, him but... in the second round and then cut him, but um, he was selected nonetheless. All right. The other outlier is Kyle Trask. Yeah. At seventeen overall in our home league, which is a super flex league, 
We're going to talk a lot about these quarterbacks next week when we talk about the third and fourth round kind of combined. Do you think that's an outlier, or do you think some of these quarterbacks might slip into the, the second round? I don't think it's an outlier. I don't understand it, and I'm not giving it any validity, but Trask went uh, so 17 overall in our home league, and then he went 2-9 in two of in the, both of the leagues that we uh, co-owned together. He went 2-9. So he, he went middle to, oh, I must have missed that. Middle to late um, second round in those. And, and to me, the reason why I don't give it any validity is that like, is Trask, like, the clear option? Like, why is he going, and why isn't it uh, Mod? Why isn't it Mills? Like, me, personally, I would rather take Mills because I don't want to. I don't want a roster spot on my team being clogged by a backup quarterback that you think is going to take over when Tom Brady leaves. I think when, Mills has by far the highest yeah, upside. That's what I don't get. So if, if it's going to be a quarterback going here in the mid to late second round um, that someone's taking their shot on, it would make the most sense for it to be Mills because um, – if if Deshaun Watson's not playing for whatever reason, whether he's traded, whether he's suspended, whatever the case may be, whether he's in jail, um, Mills is going to see playing time. And they're going to be picking, like I, I think I said this on a previous episode, they're going to be picking high in the first round next year. So they're going to need to know, hey, is Mills someone we can roll with? Or are we going to have to, you know, take take a, take a quarterback 101, 102? Um, what are we doing with our franchise going forward? So... I think Mills has the best opportunity to say, all right, maybe he's got it and I'm going to hold him on my bench or he's absolute trash and I can cut him and pick up someone off the waiver wire. You have that definitive information. You're going to get that this year, I would think. With Trask, I don't even think you'd probably ever see him play this year. So you're just holding him for a year, um, wishing you probably didn't even draft him. And then I think the same thing for Mond. I mean, pending an injury for Kirk Cousins, but I think I don't even think Trask is the backup in Tampa Bay. So... Yeah, I, I'm going to hold my thoughts on the quarterbacks for next week because I think that's a big part of the third and fourth round. That's true. Because my I bad. think that's really where these guys – no, that's good. I let you go. Um, but Because I think that's a big part of the third round. That's where I think these guys should go. That's where I've seen them go most of the time. So I'll hold some of that. But before we move on to our trade of the week, I want to explain kind of where we're going with the trade of the week, and then I'll let you – have a special spot right here. We're going to spotlight Aaron, Mr. Winning on the Margins, as we highlight two of his totally irrelevant trades that he just loves to do these types of little trades. And I say they're irrelevant, but maybe they'll end up paying off because you could talk about if somebody said you already swindled them on one of them. But before we get to your two little winning on the margin trades for the trade of the week, why don't you give us two or three names of deep guys that you want to pick up Put on your task, taxi squad stash because Aaron's in control of that in all of our leagues. I do most of the trading, most of the trade talks. We talk about every trade and agree on them. Aaron always wants to squeeze and do all the stuff, but I usually am the one you know, talking to the other team and, and negotiating doing these trades. But Aaron does almost all of our pickups, all of our fab, all that stuff. So why don't you tell us, Aaron, two or three names that you're targeting and why? Um, off the top of my head, a guy I have in a few teams is Fitzpatrick for the um, Titans um, they traded up in the fourth round to get him so so we were talking about this with Carter Carter went in the fourth round and then you have the Titans who actually give more than their fourth round pick um, I like to target a lot of guys that get traded up like they trade up to pick them and these are just just um, to, so, so everybody knows we're not stepping on the third and fourth round these are undrafted free agent type guys these are the guys that don't get usually. drafted in every league yeah I, I he doesn't get drafted in most leagues 
But, I mean, he went in the fourth round. They traded up to get him, so they gave up more capital. He, he goes to a, a shallow depth chart, which everyone knows in, in, in Barf. Tennessee. Jar- Josh Reynolds and will the, I mean, keep him on the bench. It, it is what it is, but I'd rather take a shot on him than Kenneth Gainwell, who went, I mean, maybe not Ken, maybe because he's a running back, but he went in the fifth round. I see guys that are, like, drafted in the sixth round, the seventh round of the NFL draft, undrafted free agents um, at, at the same position of wide receiver that are going before guys like Fitzpatrick, guys like Josh Palmer, who was selected. In, like, I'd rather ch- chase the, if I'm right, taking don't shots, step I'd rather all chase over the our guys. third room, fourth round. <laughs> podcast okay all right who well, i was uh, thinking you were gonna go with that colts tight end that i see on like two of our rosters i don't even I know forgot his name i forgot <laughs> his name but the colts tight end that's perfect that that one colts tight end that they grayson i think his uh, name i don't know is they highlighted him on the uh let me look it up here since we're since yeah their doing twitter this they posted segment. a couple yeah they posted a few videos of him on twitter they seem to like him i'll take a shot on him I, we stashed him in a tight end premium league so I mean, oh is that the league we have him in because i'm going to our sleeper league is he not do we not have him there yeah, yeah, we have him we there. Might. We have him there, too. I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying Aaron's picking this guy up everywhere. All right, so we have Kylan Granson of the yeah. Indianapolis Colts. I think he was a fourth-round pick. Um, yeah, 127th overall. So that's another name to keep an eye at. Eye out. We like Carson Wentz. He likes tight ends. He's an athletic tight end. They said they're going to use him the draft day. They're really excited to get him in all the videos from the actual draft. So it's just a name to keep an eye on if you want to pick somebody up and stash him. All right, let's get to the trade of the week tell us your two little trades that you did and why you did them well the first trade i did was it was nothing really i mean i just i shot a handcuff offer to someone in our home league um, he had miles gaskin i had ahmed and then i have swift and he had javante williams so not, I not gave javante him, williams jamal williams uh jamal williams yeah. sorry um so i offered that with ty johnson Ty Johnson from the Jets, who I, I think could, you know, play some snaps this year or whatever. And um, so he accepted it real quick, and, and that's fine. And then the article the next day came out that, like, oh, the Lions love uh, Williams as, like, their A back or whatever. And so he and this guy is, sw- like, petrified of trading. He traded three first-round <laughs> picks. Listening. Three first-round picks for Des Bryant. It crushed his team. He slowly built it back. He got Burrow and Herbert in a Superflex League last year, as well as Jefferson and, and Higgins. Jefferson. He is just on yeah. his way up. He's skyrocketing to the moon, and now he makes this trade, and he's like, oh, I can't believe you swindled me after the article came out. So it's really hilarious. But his team is on I the right track. I agree. It's, yeah. it's nothing. It was a fair trade. Who cares? It's whatever. I do think Jamal Williams is the clear backup, and I don't necessarily know if I feel that way about Ahmed because there are some other guys there, and we'll see what happens. But – I think that it was funny that it happened. All right, so flipping handcuffs, always a good thing to do if you can go to another roster and it works out perfectly where you have a handcuff, the other guy has a handcuff, go ahead and flip him, get your handcuff. Let's get to the second blockbuster trade. And I had to... Um, cut a guy. We also had to cut cut down our rosters, so it was like a two-for-one, and then he ended up cutting uh, Ty Johnson anyway. So it basically was Ahmed for uh, Williams. But our second trade, a um, little bit more interesting um guy guy in our league actually the guy that selected trask uh the earliest of all of our leagues um he was quarterback needy he he passed on quarterback um he had what was it five overall and he's instead of he took chase instead of uh wilson Wilson, he took chase which which is fine i mean jamar chase is a stud gonna be a stud but um and then he he didn't think quarterbacks were that all he has is deshaun watson and Carr. Was the only quarterbacks he has. Yeah. 
So after the draft, he's asking me like, "Hey, what do you want for Fields?" And I was like, "I literally just drafted him second overall. Like, I'm not, I'm not trading Fields no matter whatever. what." And so, yeah. And um, so he wanted. Uh, I offered him uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I had him on my bench. Um, I think he'll be a serviceable starter this year. So he 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 was interested, and we went back and forth. And then he shot me an offer at Rondell Moore and a future third for Fitzpatrick so I just smashed that oh you got the third or was it Fitzpatrick in a third no it was Rondale in a third for oh Fitzpatrick. oh for some reason I thought it was Fitzpatrick in a third so yeah that's I mean that's a smash Rondale Moore went in the late second I think in in that home league um around 21 overall something like that and so you got that so basically a second and a third for Fitzpatrick you were offering Fitzpatrick around the whole league for a second last year and couldn't get it so now you got a second and probably what's going to be an early third um, next year, I think that's a smash for you. Great job by you. You have pretty good young depth at quarterback now after selling your soul for it. Um, you've got Tua, you've got Daniel Jones, and you've got Fields, right? Fields and Mills. And Mills. And Mills. Yeah, whatever, Mills. But whatever, yeah, you've got some good quarterback depth. You're not going to win it this year anyway, so you're building for the future. You love Rondell Moore. I think that's your only share of him, right? Yeah, I wanted to get a share of... Uh, all these guys we were talking about today. Yeah. Um, Because I, 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 like, we, we were saying that they're all in the same tier to each other. I was like, well, what if I get the wrong one? You know, I might as well get like three. I got, <laughs> or I got you base, just now have, I have one Bateman. good one and then everywhere else you suck because <laughs> all the other ones bust. And it's going to be the guy yeah, you I love. Mean, the only one I don't have in multiple places are Marshall and uh, Rondale Moore. I have Bateman and, and Elijah Moore. All right. So the last thing before we close. Why don't you, we put up a poll on Twitter that got a lot of votes, surprisingly, for how few people follow us on Twitter. It's what dynasty format should we do for our next um, startup draft that we're going to do together. We're going to co-own a team. We're going to tell you guys our thought process throughout the draft. We'll give you updates every week on it because some of these draft takes weeks, some of these slow drafts take weeks. Um, and what, what were the poll results? I know what they were last I saw them, but what did the results end up being? Do you have that somewhere? Um, I know Superflex won by a landslide. Yeah, it was like 80% two, Superflex when I was looking at it. I don't think people read the other two options because, um, it, I mean, I, get, I didn't really know how to list it because it could have been a Superflex tight end. Pre, like it could have been both. So I kind of I put an option for other and, and no one really elaborated. So All I right, guess well, they wanted to just keep playing Superflex. Well, we're not going to do it this week. So why don't you post another poll with just superflex tight end premium or superflex not tight end premium and see which wins that vote and then we'll go on that how's that sound sounds good all right cool so everybody go out vote on our twitter page uh follow us it's at just another ffp you can stay in touch with us you can help us pick what the next dynasty format is that we're going to do just straight superflex normal tight end so tight ends are irrelevant kind of like they are in the nfl or tight end premium bring them back up and make (laughs) them as valuable as some of the other picks i was just kind of a drive-by on tight ends Um, (laughs) don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can make sure you get all of our future podcasts they'll download them automatically make sure you leave us a rating and review Comment on the podcast page in iTunes or wherever you listen. Uh, interact with us on Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear. Next week, we're going to be back breaking down the third and fourth kind of late round picks. We'll give you a couple more late pickups, undrafted free agent types. But as always, from Aaron, from me, thanks for listening to just another fantasy football podcast this week. We know you've got a bunch of them. We're glad you tuned in with us, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>